also want you to, to get some message and light that the Bible brings that you can apply to your life. Today I want to talk to you about time is up. Preparation is over. There's going to come a time that God is going to say time is up. And I have prepared you to do whatever I need you to do. Most of us today walk without purpose, walk without promise, and walk without meaning of believing that God is ready to do something. You can tell it because when the time comes, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is I'm not ready. But the time is up. Sooner or later, the preparation is over. And whatever God has, has to come true. Our, our, our battles today is a biblical example is in your world and in your life, you do a lot of things to prepare for promotion. You, you, you do a lot of things in your life so that you can achieve something. But I notice when God is ready for you to achieve something that he wants, you ain't ready. I have prepared you for this. Now the time is over. Many of us don't believe God will do what God wants to do. And unfortunately, when it comes to his church, we are willing for God to bless us everywhere. But we ain't willing to let him take us where he wants us to go. God said, Miss Paul, I prepared you for this for a while. But you never thought it was going to come. Time is up. Preparation is over. It's time to go. And there's no more excuses. And then he gets silent. So I got three things that you can take them just using in this text. But I also want you to use it because it's good for your life. And not only is it good, the song said it. If, if God knows your name, put these three things in your life. And I guarantee you, you're going to be more than a conqueror. The first thing you need is land. The second thing you need is loyalty. I, I just cursed a whole bunch of folk out. <laughs> and then the third thing you need is to know the wait, the long wait is over. Oh, 
Joshua in chapter 3. God, and I'm going to run through certain scriptures because I want to illustrate some things. God is letting us know some things. He says in verse 2 of chapter 3, so it was after three days that the officers and went, and went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant, the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you be set from the place and go after it. Then skip on down to verse 5 where Joshua said, And then Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests and said, Take a guard of the covenant and cross over to the people. Then in verse 7, the Lord said to Joshua, and you done heard it over and over. When God start repeating something, you better adhere to it. Listen to it in verse 7. This is the day that I began to exalt you in the sight of all of Israel, that you may know that I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. And you shall command the priests to bear off of the covenant. Skip to verse 10. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you. You want me to translate this? By this you shall know God knows your name. And that he will without fail. How many know God can't fail? He, without fail, will drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Prezzites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and any other night they want to hang out. Because this time, and God is saying to us, time is up. Preparation's over. It's time to cross on over. You may be seated. What are the questions that linger in your life? What are the things that question you in this transition that God has for misfortune? is God talks about the land. The problem is we don't value what God values. Why is the land so important? You live for the first time in human history that more people live in urban society than in rural society. Land has always been a value. And the more you live in an urban world, the more the land becomes more important. Mm -hmm. But the problem with the church and what the problem with people is, God has a future view, foresight of what he wants with his land. Mm -hmm. 
The reason why land is so important is you if you know in my little Bible folk. God told Abraham over 500 years ago, walk where I tell you to walk. And wherever you walk is going to be my people's land. And whatever your foot is, it will become where I need it to be. 500 years it took for God to finally get ready for the land. Now watch my steps. Not only did he tell Abraham to get the land and walk it out, then he had to enslave Israel to get them ready. Some of the bondage in your life is he was getting you ready for something. Some of the disappointments in your life is God had to use it to get your attention. Some of the stuff that, that you think was so bad, God is using it for good. But what you don't understand here, God's patience and God's love is willing to walk you to a final destination for what he didn't promise. Most of us have forgot promises. That's why he said, young men have visions and old men have dreams. Guess what? I believe young men don't have a vision no more and old men that quit dreaming. Because you don't understand that God is trying to get you prepared. And when you lose sight of vision and when you have no dream, your hope starts to dissipate. And many of us have lost hope. Many of us have lost a dream. Many of us that don't have vision no more. Because we can't see. Because we have our own selfish stuff. But God is not a God that he is already prepared. And he says, the land is important to me. Where are we going? All I hear is the people saying, well, look at the buildings. And I look and say, look at the land. Because if you can see the land, then you can see the vision. But if you're looking at the buildings, you ain't going to see the vision. Because within, the buildings can get torn down. But the land is always going to be there. But if you don't see the land, then you got a vision. But if you're looking at the building, don't you know an earthquake can shatter it in a, in a shaking of a ground? Don't you know a tornado can come through and blow it off the face of the earth? Don't you know a flood can come through and wash it out? Don't you know? Quit looking at the building and look at the land. Because when you don't put no value in what God values, then you're going to miss what God wants. See, I was reminded of a, this is a true story because it affected me. I remember one day my aunts called me up and said, nephew, you need to check on this land that your grandfather left your daddy so that you can do, get the rights off the land. And they said, we still got our land and we still got the rights to our land. So I got to checking 
And see, when you live a life of no value, then you do stuff because you don't want to, because you think the immediate is better than the long term. Well, my father and my uncle sold their land, but the girls kept their land. And over time, the land started to pay off and help them who had eight kids and nine kids send them all to college. Because they didn't look at the land then. They suffered through whatever they had to suffer through because the land ended up producing fruit for later in life. And see, if you are a immediate type of person, you don't value nothing. But God values the land because God knows what he's going to do with the land when his people possess the land. So why is this land so important? Because God made sure that the land stayed with his people. He said, all these folk could have bought this land. But I'm going to make sure you get the land. Well, why are you making sure I get the land? Like he said to Joshua, what do you see? Joshua didn't see the buildings. He didn't see the fruit. He saw what God wanted to do with it, and it took him 25 years to conquer the land. Now watch this so I can put it in your life today. Don't you know the jobs and things that you have today? God prepared you from the time you start being born, and he put people in your life to start to get you prepared. You got there by accident. That's why when you get that job, you need to claim the land. Because if God gave it to you, that can't take it from you. And you might as well put up stake in the land. Because that's what God wants you to do. See, there's a lesson in that. Because, see, all around my little dad said, work, that's my land. That's my property. That's what God done gave me. And I'm going to treat it like it's the promised land. Because it's producing what God wants me to have in my life. And it's taking care of the things that God wants me to have. You need to claim it. It's not walking around complaining because God said claim the land. Yeah. Read why the church is so weak because it wants to give it up because it don't understand the value. The church will give up something in a minute just to have a dollar in their pocket because the church don't have the future in mind. See, did you hear what I said? God not just worried about you, he worried about your children's children. And he got a future in mind. You sitting over here praying, well, he gonna be a lawyer. How do you know? God know what he gonna be, because God is the one that brought him. And he can get you to prepare him for needs to be done. See, when you stop looking at just you, then you will start to let God use you. Don't you know that God has to use a whole bunch of folk to get us where we are today? Don't you know God had to walk us off the boat, off the farm, off the plantation, out of sharecropping, out of everything to get you a job at City Hall? 
The land is valued to God. And God wants to use it. Miss Paul, he taking you somewhere that he didn't, you never even dreamed. Most, I, I'm going to believe you may know, I don't know. I don't even know that side of town. I still get lost over there. I didn't even know they existed. But he said, I'm going to put you in a land of promise. And the thing that you got to understand, if he know your name, he's not going to fail you. He's not going to give you something to fail. He's going to give you something to succeed. And all you got to do, if you read Joshua, he said in Joshua 1 and 8, if you meditate on my word night and day, whatever else you are doing, I'm going to bless you. So there's some provisions. But you got to watch that the time is up. Miss Paul, we ain't got no more time to prepare. Like I told them yesterday in the meeting, you got two choices with God. You can take this attitude. I done bless you with this. And you've been faithful. Now I'm ready to raise you up. I'm ready to raise you up. I'm not putting you lower. I'm raising you up. I'm not putting you on a level. I'm giving you more to do. See, if you're not, that's what the scriptures say. Now, those that did something with a little, then I'm going to give you more to do. Somebody in this church on a shout that God done told you. But you don't look at it that way. Oh, he's going to want more of my money. It's going to cost more of my time. It's going to do this and it's going to do that. Let me tell you something. Jesus done raised you up. And then Jesus said, I got greater responsibility. And most of us don't want no more responsibility. We want the reward, but we don't want no responsibility. We want the blessing, but we don't want to do no more. Just give it to me and leave me alone. And they need, and God don't work that way. Because the God I know, He ain't satisfied. He gonna rise up. Those that's willing to rise up, He's willing to say, if you done done this, I got see, I want the blessing. Other problems. If I live holy, I expect holy blessings. If I go through hell, I expect the hellacious blessing. If I go through the, the persecution, I expect the pride. So you need to quit looking at stuff so negative and start looking at what Jesus got for you. Because God is not a God about to hurt you. He is not a God to reward you and bless you. He said, if you've been faithful with this, I'm going to give you more. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's going to take more. But don't think you're just going to do it by yourself. What you see, see, this is what you don't understand. Until you obey me, I can't bless you. See, 
We want the blessing, but that's going to be He said, didn't I not say that one day you're going to leave this place and go to a better and bigger responsibility? Now you're looking at it like Jesus. You know what? I'll stay right where I'm at because I'm good. But God said, if you don't, this is what you don't know. Once you start to walk, once you start to go, then God starts to reveal more and more to you. And you think you jumping for joy now. Wait till you see what he does. The next word is loyalty. Joshua had to go to the leaders and tell them it's about time. That word loyalty is a little difficult today. They ain't loyal to us. And we not loyal to them. Statistics show today that the young people in their 20, by the time they get to their 60s, they're going to have at least went through 10 jobs. Statistics show today that they ain't, if they don't manage their money right, they're not going to have enough to retire with in their 60s. Statistics keep saying we raising the work age. Now it's 70 because you're living longer. But see, that's what you depending on. But when you are loyal to what God has given you, then God is able to elevate you. God is able to move you. But the problem today is everybody done decided I'm not loyal to nothing and then I don't know who taught you this. But this is what really the Bible shows it. When you are loyal to God's stuff, then God is going to do something with you. But the problem is, you don't want to be loyal to God's stuff. See, watch what I'm about to say. You look at the church and you look at me and you think it's all about me. I got news for you. I'm just God's stuff. So when you're loyal to God's stuff, then God can do what he needs to do with you. But you have got in your mind and somebody that taught you this. I don't have to be loyal to nothing. And I can do what I want to do. If God gave you the job, then you better be loyal to the job. If God took you out of the bucket barrel, you better be loyal to what God can grow. See, that's what's wrong with us today. I can do what I want to do. I don't know about you, but God knows my name. And I'm loyal. See, maybe that's the problem. I got enough faith in God that when he say jump, I'm jumping. I'm not even thinking no more. As long as I know his name and I can hear his voice, I'm going to do what he tells me to do. Because I done walked through too much. Do anybody got that kind of testimony? Testimony. I have been through too much. 
and watch him do too much to turn around and not do what he needs me to do. God expects you to be loyal. And he's not talking about being loyal to man. He's talking about being loyal to him. That's why when Joshua got the marching orders and he said it's time to cross the river, Joshua had to go to the leaders and say, God then said it's time to go. And the leaders had two choices. They could have said, Joshua, we ain't ready to go. We haven't packed our tents. We got stuff to get. But if you have read the Bible, God said three days ago, I told you to get ready. Most of us never believe that what he done said is not going to come true. Watch what I'm about to show. If the resurrection was based on the apostles getting him out the grave, then they were too busy running down the street, hiding and trying to figure out what to do. Jesus would still be in the grave, but Jesus knew not to depend on them. That's why he said in three days, something's going to happen. And he got up.
that I got to get. And if the church is loyal, then we'll start to do his work. And God is saying to this father, not only am I going to give you the land, but I'm patient because you're going to get some other folk. You're going to get people you don't even know they need. You're going to get people that you don't even know they exist. You want to get people that you didn't even know they exist. You want to get people that you didn't even know they exist. He said, out of patience. That's why you got to keep on going. Then the last thing is sooner or later, it got to come to me. When I was praying, I said, Lord, it's been over 2,000 years and it haven't gained too many. And if I really think about it, I can look at it in this way. I may help you think it. And this is where you think it. Well, if you're moving us, then you ain't coming back yet. Don't think that. Because he can care less about where you can move you. That's just to give you something to do. Because if you're ready to come back, he's coming back. And he ain't worried about where he puts you. Because God knows what the Bible says. In the twinkling of an eye, he's going to call for his throat. And they just going to be risen.
It's time to cross the Jordan. And the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is, I can trust in Jesus. Because he said these words, Joshua, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Pastor Richardson, as I was with Joshua, so will I be with you. Somebody got to put their name in there. Amen. 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 Amen.